Good morning, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> I'm going to start with a poem by Paramhans Yogananda from his book, Whispers from Eternity. This one is number 35. I will not offer unto thee mine made hothouse songs. I will sing a song uninfluenced by the voice of any other. I will offer thee my own pristine heart melodies. I will sing thee a song unheard by any. I have nurtured this song, child, myself. Now I bring it to thee for higher training. I will offer thee no intellectual, premeditated, art-disciplined song. What I will offer thee are the wild songs of my heart. I will offer thee not civilized, emotion-packed music or artfully cultivated song flowers but wild blossoms that grow on the high hills of my soul. I thought this poem was such a perfect expression of self-offering and what God really wants. He wants our love. He wants us to give everything from the heart. It doesn't so much matter the words that we use, the prayers that we pray, the outward form, that things take, as Parvati shared so beautifully last week, it doesn't so much matter to God whether we relate to him as personal or impersonal, as form or formless. What matters is that we offer that wild song of our heart, that we do everything, we offer everything from the heart with that love. And so this is sort of an interesting topic, self-offering, because immediately the ego is like, wait a minute, because as the title of this reading says, well, if God has everything, is everything, knows everything, essentially, what difference does it make what I say or do or give? But the thing is, it makes a big difference to us. It makes a huge difference to us because it's the only way that we can attain that joy that we're seeking is to offer ourselves completely to God. It's the only way. Now the problem is, as always, the ego. The ego always sees things in a sense of separateness. And so we hear, you know, God is everything. God has everything. God is ever existing, ever conscious, ever new bliss. And somehow from our little ego self, we think all of that eternity is happening apart from us. And yet we are part of that eternity. We are a part of all that is. It's funny to say it. When you say it out loud, it's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. But, but there's a part of us that is thinking that way. It's that part of us that asks this question. If God has everything, why, why give God anything? If God knows everything, why tell God anything? It's that part of us that thinks that we're separate, that thinks that we're not a part of that eternity. And the thing is, we have a choice because we are a part of all that is, but we have a choice whether or not we attune ourselves to that infinite presence, to that divine presence in every atom of creation. So yes, God is 
that infinite ohm, God is that cosmic vibration, that eternal song. But as the song goes, all God's critters got a place in the choir, right? We all have a part to sing. I don't know if anybody knows that song, but if you do, it's gonna be stuck in your head now. <laughs> we all have a part to sing, right? We all have a role to play in God's drama. And when we offer ourselves, when we pray, when we serve, when we give to others, we attune ourselves, we put ourselves in tune with that eternal vibration, with that divine presence. So why give anything? Why tell God anything? Because it dissolves that delusion of separation. It connects us with that divine presence. It connects us with who we really are. Who, what, that joy that we're striving for, it's, it's right there within us. At the beginning, before creation, there was, God was just perfect stillness. And then he took a portion of his consciousness and set it in motion. And we can think of it like a rock just dropping in a pond. And all creation, all manifestation just rippling out. And yet always at the center, that point of stillness remains. There's always that part of God's consciousness at the center of every atom of creation that is stillness. And when we serve, when we pray, when we meditate, when we offer ourselves to God, every effort that we make on the spiritual path is drawing us back into that stillness, into that divine joy that is who we really are. Because when we offer ourselves no, it doesn't really affect God. He's that eternal stillness. But it affects us. It transforms our consciousness. It lifts us out of ego consciousness into that soul awareness of who and what we really are. And the trick is that we look around in the world and Sometimes it can seem like selfishness, self-centeredness, looking out for number one is, is like the way to go. It's the way to get the joy that we're seeking. That's the message that's out there. That what is wisdom if not to keep what is mine for myself? And the reality is it doesn't work. In the long run, it doesn't work. Maybe in the short term, maybe for a little while, we get a little taste of a little taste of joy from that, but it doesn't work in the long run. It always ends in pain and suffering because it always reinforces that delusion of separation, that I'm here and you're there, that I'm not a part of all that is. So whenever we're reinforcing that delusion, it's gonna end in pain, it's gonna end in suffering. It's just how it is. So when we're not, if we're not giving, if we're not offering ourselves, we're cutting ourselves off from that flow of grace. We're cutting ourselves off from God's love and joy that's right there, ready for us to receive. Because when we give ourselves to God, we open ourselves to receive. Giving and receiving is just one flow. And there's a beautiful story from the poet Rabindranath Tagore 
about a man who was always begging, always going around begging for his, begging for food, begging for alms. And one day in the distance, he saw a golden chariot and he thought, oh, the king's coming. This is my lucky day. So he got ready. And when the king arrived, he was ready there with his bowl. And as immediately the king got out of the chariot, offered his hand and says, what have you to give me? And this man, the beggar, was stunned. He thought, here's this king, he has everything, and he's asking me for something? He was a little disappointed. <laughs> so he looks down, and he has this little bag of rice. So he opens it up, he takes out one grain, and he gives it to the king. Because he thinks, this, he, he has everything. Why am I going to give him what I have? And so later that evening, when he's going to make his dinner, he pours out the bag of rice, and all amongst all the grains of rice, there's one grain of rice that had turned to gold. And he thought, oh, if only, if only I had been able to offer everything. If only I could have given that king everything. Think what I could have received. And he realized, as all the saints and the masters have realized, that it is in our own interest to give. It's in our own interest to offer ourselves to God because God is right there ready to give everything back to us. But we have to open ourselves to receive. So community is a beautiful place where we get to practice and observe this flow of giving and receiving. And some of you know, recently I had a little bit of car trouble. And on Friday, I was leaving the office and my car wouldn't start. So I thought, what am I gonna do? And kept trying to turn it on, it wouldn't turn on. So I thought, well, who could I call? And I was like, well, I, you know, it's Friday. I don't wanna bother anyone, you know? It's Friday, it's pizza night, people are going to Kirtan, it's all right. You know, I can call AAA on, you know, I'll wait, I don't need, I can walk home, it's no big deal. You know, I'll just wait until Sunday after service and I'll, I'll just call AAA, I'll take care of it myself. So I go home and I thought, you know, I, I probably should just let everyone know why my car is there. You know, in case anybody sees my car out by the office all weekend, I should probably just, so I sent a little message to the community, just heads up, my car's needing some, <laughs> some help and, and I'll deal with it on Sunday. And immediately someone offered to help. And then another person offered to help. And I can't tell you how many people called me and offered to give me a ride to service this morning <laughs> because they knew that I needed to be here. It was just like, wow. It just made me realize this is, this is the divine Leela. God is right here, ready to help you. All you have to do is share with him. All you have to do is ask. Whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're struggling with, whether it's you know, a habit that you're trying to break, a quality you're trying to develop, a relationship you're struggling with, whatever karma it is that's up for you right now, God wants to help you. God is trying to help you. And what are you doing? I can do it myself. That's okay. I have to you know, we get caught. We get caught thinking we have to do it ourselves. And all we have to do is share with God 
Just share with him what you're, he knows, of course he knows already what you're going through. That's not the point. The point is you share and it opens your heart. The master says, open your heart to me and I will enter. I will help you. I will guide you. I'm here to help you. You just have to open your heart. It can be so simple and yet so challenging sometimes. Even I, you know, was thinking of the story of Swami Kriyananda when he wrote the book Cities of Light. Even Swami Kriyananda, someone who had tremendous willpower, had to admit, I can't write this book in four days. That was the timeline. <laughs> I can't write a book in four days. But immediately he thought, Master can do anything through me. God can do anything through me. That's all we have to remember. We are a part of all that is. We have that divine power right beside us, flowing through us. All we have to do is open ourselves. And, you know, and through the history of Ananda, there's many beautiful examples also of this giving and receiving and, and just offering everything. There was a time early on in the history of Ananda when Ananda was struggling to generate enough income to be able to build the meditation retreat and the community at the same time. And so a group of people went to Swami Kriyananda with this proposal that, you know, let's close the retreat for a time and just focus on building the community. And Swami Kriyananda said, if we close our hearts to Divine Mother, Divine Mother closes her heart to us. He understood that we're not here to look out for ourselves, to create a beautiful life for ourselves. Yes, that comes, but that's not what we're here to do. We're here to give, we're here to share, to share the inspiration that we receive. That's the true purpose of Ananda, and we see that manifested in every aspect of Ananda the power and the blessing of giving everything, of offering ourselves completely. When uh, another story that happened early on in the history of Ananda, Swami was talking about the temple had burned, a temple had burned down. And he went into prayer, into meditation, and he said to God, you know, this is your, this was your temple. I built it for you. I dedicated it to you. I didn't, I haven't lost anything because it was yours anyways. And he said he was just overwhelmed by joy. He was overwhelmed. He could hardly bear it. And he thought, God, if losing one temple could bring me this much joy, take everything, take everything. And that's the lesson in self-offering is that we don't lose anything. We gain everything. We gain that joy, we reconnect with that joy that is who and what we really are. Even in the little things, we can give that joy. We can offer that joy. I was on vacation a couple months ago and I was having dinner outside on the deck at this restaurant and they also happened to serve ice cream. And so this son came in with, uh, sorry, a father came in with his son, his 10 year old son 
and they got ice cream. Well, the, the father didn't get ice cream, just the son got ice cream. And so they're sitting there and the father's, you know, the son's eating his ice cream and they're talking and it was some kind of ice cream that had all these different kinds of candy in it. <laughs> and like every time, every time he took a bite, he was telling his father about it. Like, oh, I think I got a little piece of Kit Kat in there. And like, oh, I think that was a cookie. And like, it was, I was enjoying the ice cream. Like it was amazing. And I thought this is what Master's talking about when he says, you know, we have to enjoy everything with the joy of God, that we have to share that enjoyment with him. That's how we enjoy things in this world. It's like not to keep what is mine for myself, but to share that joy in everything that we do. We can do that. And it was just such a beautiful, beautiful example. Because Swami Kriyananda said self-offering is not about deprivation. It's not about having nothing, about, you know, you know not enjoying anything. He said, what it really is, is doing everything in conscious partnership with God. Self-offering is doing everything in conscious partnership with God. And just think about, if we think of God as the mother, the divine mother, the heavenly father, the beloved, the friend, when we love someone, we can't help but want to share with them. It's so natural. Even if they know everything, we just want to connect with them. So if we think of God in that way, we can bring God into everything that we do. We can do everything in conscious partnership with God. Yes, our meditations, our chanting, our prayers, but everything, waking, eating, dreaming, sleeping, everything, we can bring God into that. We can share that with God. Because yes, God has everything. He knows everything, but think how it opens our hearts to share with God. And think how much God is trying to give to us. If only we would offer ourselves, if only we would open ourselves to receive it. So let's practice that this week. Let's do everything in conscious partnership with the divine. Oh, 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 oh,
Walk like a man, even though you walk alone. Why court approval once the road is known? Let come who will, but if they all turn home, the goal still awaits you. This is um, the Canticle of the Creatures by St. Francis that Swami Kriyananda put into music. He uh, tried for years to find a melody that would fit these words, which are not following a particular structure. And then one day he was deeply praying to St. Francis and he received this melody and he felt that, felt that this was the melody that St. Francis actually wrote and sang to this, these words. <clears throat> Take care, it 
Santo sia mio Signore, per frate vento et per l'aire, et nuvolo et sereno, et omnite. Dai alle tue creature sustenamento. Laudato sia mio Signore, per sora qua la Yeah. Hey. 